Hello and welcome to another coffee sode of They Don't Teach This in Law School. I'm Charlie Mann of law firm Alchemy, and this is one of those mini episodes in between the big interview shows. And what I want to talk about now is I want to talk a little segment of time management, but really time management by way of energy management, or perhaps energy management by way of time management. We'll make that determination by the time the episode ends. Or I'll forget that I opened with that and never actually close that loop, and it'll drive you a little crazy, but you'll make the determination for yourself, and you'll let me know on social media what you think it is. Uh, So for those of you who are newer to these episodes, these are the mini shows that happen in between the main interview shows. And we call them coffee sodes because it's something that you can enjoy listening to over a morning cup of coffee. Uh, I'm a coffee drinker at least, and here I have my big old cup of coffee, of just plain old drip coffee. It was funny, the other day in a mastermind group that I participate in, there was a question uh, regarding coffee about how much coffee people drink. And the guy asked, uh, uh, do people drink, you know, one cup, two cup, three cups. And my response was one cup, then another two cups, then another three cups and yes to more of it in the afternoon. It's a little bit of a problem, but anyhow, let's talk time management. Maybe that's maybe, maybe time management is why I need all the coffee. So the the time and energy, how it flows together, and one of the fundamental shifts that I started making a long time ago actually had to do with the coaching work that I do. Uh, when I first started doing private coaching, my general thought process was, hey, let's spread the calls out. Uh, you know, I only want to do a couple of them per day because it felt like, oh, the output on something like a coaching call was going to be Uh, so much energy that I could only do a couple of them per day. And the idea of having, you know, three, four of them on the same day started to make me a little anxious. So I I spread all of it out. And here's what I found out for myself was spreading out that type of work. The high energy output work was way harder to do when it was spread out over more days rather than fewer days. So I shifted and I said, I'm not going to do half a day or a couple of calls in a day of coaching. I'm going to devote a full day to coaching. So that way I spend the entire day in an entirely coaching mindset, creating and deriving energy from the coaching. So that way it becomes a self-fueling, fully uh, mentally automated day where my coaching brain is on the entire time. So this is one of the things I've suggested as well to say estate planners that I work with, but this is true of anyone who does consultations, is stop letting consultations or new client signings or design meetings or, you know, follow-up sessions, stop letting those be just whenever, wherever, and look at how can I compress these into a smaller space so that way they get my complete focus. And it's not just another harried, oh, this is a thing that I've got to do right now. Oh, no, I'm rushing from place to place and task to task. Instead, what it becomes is, okay, I, for the next four hours, will be talking with new potential clients. And my entire focus is on signing those potential clients, on listening to them, providing a feedback loop and ultimately working to get them signed as clients. So all of my energy is spent in that direction. I'm no longer thinking in a multimodal state, at least not as much. Let's be real. You'll be thinking about other parts of the practice. Thoughts will slip in, but it almost is a meditative quality 
when you focus on the same thing for a longer duration of time. Okay, you know what? I, I don't have to worry about all those questions that might pop in from paralegals because they all know that I am going to be focused on talking with new clients, and that is the entirety of what I need to focus on. That is, that is what will keep me busy. My energy can go there. My setup for that timeline can go there. So whatever I need to do to prepare for the first session is preparing really to carry me through all of the sessions. I mean, imagine a world in which, like one of my clients, uh, you devote, you, you think about your time management in no less than a four hour increment. What would that look like? What would your schedule look like if your time management was built in four hour blocks? That was our starting point. And we even looked at it and said, what, how, how far can we stretch this concept? What if I blocked off time in days? This is a business development day. Not just I'm doing a little bit of business development on Monday, a little bit on Wednesday, a little bit on Thursday. Now, look, I'm also pragmatic, realistic, while still trying to push the boundaries. Uh, I, there's, I recently wrote on LinkedIn about the difference between asking the question, what can I do and what am I capable of doing? And if we know that we're capable of having a schedule that looks unlike any other, well, then we'll start with what is available to us right now to start modifying. So let's say you've been doing a little bit of marketing here, a little bit of marketing there. What would it look like if every Monday was marketing Monday for you? If every Monday was just a business development day, working on campaigns, sending the emails, placing the phone calls, scheduling the meetups, whatever it is that moves the ball forward on marketing. What if that was all you did on Monday? So that way, when you woke up on Monday, in order to trigger your best energy state, you read 10 to 20 pages of a marketing book, you listen to a marketing podcast, and that puts you in a marketing mental framework. By the way, that's a really important suggestion that I am layering in here, that if you are going to do this type of thing, it helps to have the proper type of energy management strategy where you know what you're going to focus on, you know how you're going to focus on it, and you prime the pump for yourself mentally by engaging your brain in those necessary thought processes, uh, by listening to that podcast, by reading that book, whatever it is that gets you to that point. And then that allows you to focus exclusively on marketing and you get to start thinking in a different contingency way. So as you, rather than like catching yourself, oh, this is 30 minutes that I'm doing on Tuesday and I know that I need to write the intake script, for example, you start writing the intake script and then all of a sudden in your brain, you're going, oh shoot, you know, one of my intake people or my receptionist was saying that we have an issue with like some of the phone technology. Uh, it's not rolling over properly to our third-party answering service if no one is available to answer. I should go ahead and solve that problem. Well, in a 30-minute window, we've really uh, moved ourselves into the space of I can do one or the other. I can finish the intake script or I can go solve the technology problem. And I will tell you that chances are you're going to focus on the technology problem. It's not quite as difficult to deal with. So you're going to focus on the tech problem because it's a very it's a very linear problem to deal with. The tech doesn't work. I will contact the people to make sure that it does work, and then I will assure that it works. Whereas the intake script, it's nonlinear. It's work that is done in a seemingly linear fashion, but its impact is potentially exponential for you. It is, uh, as my buddy Dave Freeze likes to say, uh, it is a force multiplier. So if we've got this force multiplier situation, we need to set ourselves up for success. 
by giving ourselves more time, a wider time domain, we have the time to say, okay, well, I will solve that technology problem. But for now, and again, this comes to the meditative state idea, which if you've studied meditation, meditation is not simply about having an empty mind. It's about letting the thoughts come in and pass. It's about just a redirection. The thought occurs and then you let it float away. So in this case, it would be, okay, I know that I need to solve the technology problem. Let me write that down on a post-it note, put that on my desk, and I can come back to that thought later. But right now I'm going to focus on my intake script because I have two hours, four hours a day set aside to do this all important work in progressing my law firm. And again, going back to earlier, what about meeting with prospective clients? What about meeting with your team? Do you have your meetings stacked up all over the week? Or do you basically say Wednesday afternoon, put all of my team meetings there and you agree that you will be your best team meeting self for that entire afternoon. That's a promise that you have to keep to people. Just like when I'm coaching people for an entire day, part of that is I am making a promise to every single individual that calls me that they are getting me in my fullest coaching self. I know that this runs contrary to a lot of the way that people schedule it. Let me fit it in here. Let me fit it in there. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Instead of going, look, I'm going to block things off and all the little things, they will have to fit in when I have time available for the little things, but I'm working on big things or maybe the little things that used to take up time. Like, Oh, we need to sit down and we need to talk about this strategy or that strategy or people popping in with questions about cases. All of that needs to be centralized. The word compact is the focal word for this. How can I compact everything into a single and or smaller space? How do I arrange it all together so that way I'm in as best as possible a flow state? That's a difficult thing for an entrepreneur to be in. You have so many different concerns. Now, let me even say it's an additional advocacy point for this strategy is when you learn to focus for a longer time duration on a single task, you start giving your brain permission to, and this goes back again to that meditative state concept, gives your brain permission to not worry about all of the other stuff. Look, I know that rhythmically, if I focus on business development on Mondays, as an example, this will improve the long-term outcome of my practice. So there are going to be little things that come up. There might be random phone calls that I could or could not uh, tend to. There may be random questions from team members that I could or could not tend to, etc. And I'm going to opt out of those spaces knowing that most of those things can be taken care of via either another team member, taken care of via a simple email exchange at the end of the day, or can be moved to the next day. Your time management should not be predicated on the wants of others. Let me repeat that. Your time management should not be predicated on the wants of others. Your time management is built first around your needs, then around your wants, then around the needs of others, and then if we could add a few more spaces in between, the wants of others. Your needs, your wants, their needs, their wants. That's the order of operations that we work from first. I also understand that there can be legitimate emergencies that can come up. Someone has an emergency hearing. Uh, there's a life 
emergency for a team member, for you, that's okay. That happens. It is in striving to achieve the best possible solution that we are better able to handle the interruptions. But if you build a time management strategy that is shrugs its shoulders and said, ah, you know what, this is going to get interrupted anyways, you've, you've, lost, you've lost control. Take one step in the right direction today. Block off one period of time on your calendar. Give yourself a free day. Give yourself a business development day. Set aside the four hours that you need to catch up on casework or to do uh, to, to get ahead on some of the litigation that you have or to build the system uh, for drafting the advanced estate plan work that you know you should be doing faster and turning around quicker to the client. Set aside that time. See what it feels like to live in a bigger time domain than a smaller one. Now, the argument someone is making right now is, Charlie, what about Parkinson's law, which is that every uh, project or every task will expand to fit the time allotted to it. This is why we keep project lists. This is why we keep task lists. This is why we have team members who help hold us accountable because we know that they need something from us in order to succeed. Sometimes it's something very small. They need us to write something. Sometimes it's very big. They need us to decide on the strategy for something. Don't go into any one of these blocks of time without knowing what you can or should accomplish. So make that one decision today block off that period of time and reach out to me, reach out to me on LinkedIn, email, wherever, uh, take a screenshot of what you've changed in your calendar, share that with me. So that way you have some level of extra accountability, knowing that someone else has seen the change that you are trying to make. All right. I look forward to hearing from you on the positive step forward that you're going to take with your time management. And I will talk to you in the next episode of they don't teach this in law school.